The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. And welcome, everybody, to Wednesday on Positive Talk Radio. I'm so happy that you're here. It's, uh, no, honestly, I really mean that. I'm happy you're here. Uh, it's it's nice for you all to be here. It's drive time in Seattle. Eric, how's traffic today? Oh, well, you know, <laughs> not so good. <laughs> Well, that no, no. From see, from my perspective, that's better because that means they're in their car longer. Well, that's true, and hopefully they're listening to the show today. I hope they are. I know you got, got a good a great, one. I do. I've, I've got an author. He's a coach. He is really a lot of fun to talk to, and uh, we have a really good time. He's also an athlete of sorts. He does all sorts of crazy of sorts. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, of sorts. <laughs> He, he does crazy stuff that I would never think about doing. And Eric, have you ever done something called the Tough Mudder? Do you know what that is? You know, I've heard of this. This is like a marathon kind of thing, my understanding, um, and kind of like an Iron Man kind of thing. So, yeah, I've, I've definitely heard of it. I, of course, am not an athlete of sorts, so <laughs> I have not done that. But uh, it definitely sounds like a, a good challenge. Absolutely. And, and, well, and we'll have uh, – just uh, got uh, Graham, who is our guest, for the entire hour today. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. And we're going to talk about anything else he wants to talk about. And he's promised me on threat of death that uh, he's got some people that are going to call in. And so we'll put out the numbers right away just so that if you are streaming anywhere in the world, you can give us a call at 425-373-5527 or 1-888 if you are anywhere in the world. One eight 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 two nine eight five five six nine. Mr. Scott, welcome to the show. How are you? It's good to be here, and I'll, I have a message for your listeners. I triple dog dare you to call in. <laughs> I had said to Kevin earlier in the call that I, when we were talking, I was I had told folks I double dog dared them, but I just ratcheted it up one level. Um, it's now a triple so, dog dare. It's now a triple dog dare. And I just got to point out that for, for people that have seen me in other videos, I'm wearing a yellow shirt today uh, because apparently in all my other videos, I'm wearing the same red shirt. Um, and this shirt has a snake on it. This one. Yes, this is this. What's this is. The, this is the, you know, don't tread on me. Yellow, bright yellow shirt. So and that's a, That's is that your state uh, uh, logo? No, that was that's the thing that you see a lot of tea partiers. I'm not a tea partier, but it's like a tea partier thing. I got this in Williamsburg, uh, Virginia. It was one of the original flags that was flown for the United States. And it's all about um, the don't tread on me piece is really about representation or no taxation without representation. 
because what Which we is want of, is representation if we're being taxed, right? Yes, and that that was one of the reasons that that, that hence the Boston Tea Party, absolutely, and, and other other events that led to the Revolutionary War, so that we would stop being called colonists and became citizens. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I've been wearing this red shirt, and everybody, I, that's the fan mail I'm getting. I would like fan mail about any of my books, right? I've written all of these books. Are people writing me about the books? No, they're writing me about the color of my shirt. And it's just because I'm a guy. That's why. Because, <laughs> see, I'll live alone and I, my, and I have dogs. And the dogs don't really care whether I'm dressed or naked or whatever. And so I, I, all my clothes live down in the laundry area. So I wash my clothes, I fold them, I put them in the laundry basket. And then when I get dressed the next day or whatever, I take the clothes off the top of the laundry basket and put it on because it's all in the laundry. I never go down to the bottom of the laundry basket, but I did today to get the yellow shirt so I could, so that my fans, the three of them can um, message me and say, it's nice to see you're not wearing that red shirt. Well, and the sad thing is this is audio, so nobody can see you anyway. <laughs> They're all like, what's he talking about? <laughs> oh, man. But it's really cool because you live on a nice uh, uh, farm, and you've got lots of animals, and, uh, and you spend a lot of time taking care of your animals and writing books. You've got 16 books out there. Yeah, I'm working on another one right now, so that's in the cooker. I've got about five or six thousand words in it i'm shooting for about 24 so i'm about a quarter yes i'm doing my math in my head um i have about a quarter of the way done now this is a little longer than your typical book isn't it yeah i try to do like twenty thousand words so this one's gonna be a little just a little bit longer because um i think i think being on your podcast and your radio show and it's infected me because now i can't shut up I just go on and on and on and on and on. So, so can you give us a peek under the blanket? What's the book going to be about? It's it's actually written for. It's the name of the book is um, "Living the Eight Precepts," which people who are not uh, oriented to a Buddhist life or Buddhist philosophy or meditation um, uh, wouldn't really connect with or know about, but. Part of going on a meditation retreat, when you do that piece, and you know I did, a, I've done a ton of different meditation stuff, is uh, you have to make these precepts that you're not going to kill anything, and you're not going to, you know, swear, and you're not going to slander, and you're going to do all these pieces. And ongoing as a practice for meditation is integrating these in your life, but nobody tells you how to do it. They just tell you, this is the precept. But they don't give you any guidance and there's no there's no instruction manual that goes with it. Correct. Correct. So this is kind of an instruction manual, but not so much of an instruction by me, more of an exploratory because I'm a coach. So it's more of a piece of like, what do you need to do to live this precept fully in your life? You know, ladies and gentlemen, I have to tell you, not only did he do the Tough Mudder, and, but he did something else recently that I don't know about that we're going to talk about in a minute. But he also, when he goes on a meditation retreat, he doesn't fool around. Uh, the <laughs> meditation retreat that he does is or has done several times, and I want to picture this, if you will, that you go someplace for 10 days and you don't talk to anyone at all. 
for 10 days. There's no TV. There's no internet. There's no radio. There's nothing except you, yourself, and your thoughts. And uh, that would be an amazing thing. And I know you've told me what you've gotten out of it before, but tell our audience, because there are people that are in their cars going, you know, I might be here for 10 days trying to get home, but... But I can't imagine being in a room on purpose by myself for 10 days and not talking to anybody. What exactly is that like? It's hard at, at first, but it's easy because everybody that's at the center, everybody is also not talking to anybody. Uh, and people that have been on multiple courses won't even look at you. Like if you go to a door, like if two people are walking towards the same door and only one person can get through, they don't even look at you. One person will just stand to the side and stare at the floor or look out the window or whatever. And uh, so there, so it's easy to uh, have that level of, of right speech, uh, noble silence, because everybody's doing it. It's like if you were trying to run front in a, in a 5K. Yeah, any of you folks that are thinking, oh, I, mean, I need to get in shape. It's halfway through the summer and I'm not in great shape. You will have much more success if you find a group of friends that you can go running with than if you just go out there on your own because those friends are going to egg you on, support you, all that type of stuff. So, so now, do, while you're doing this meditation, are you in your room by yourself, or do you have communal meals and that sort of thing? There, there are communal meals in the afternoon and in, uh, and in the morning. There's no meals um, after 12, um, so, or after 1, I should say, midday. Uh, and so you're, you're trying to run on an empty stomach. Not an empty stomach, but not, you know, we really stuff ourselves in this society. Uh, and so, you know, you're trying not to fill yourself up so that you're so tired and you, that you fall asleep. Um, after you have done a number of the 10-day courses at many of the centers, not all of the centers, they have these, they call them meditation cells, which are really more like the broom closet beneath the stairs that Harry Potter used to live in. Um, and it's dark. And <laughs> there's no, there's no lights. There's just like a little nightlight that you flip on and then flip off. And, uh, and after you've been done a number of courses, they assign you a cell and you can spend as much time as you want in the cell meditating. You don't have to be in the hall. So if you're, at one of the community meals and and suddenly you have the urge and so therefore you pass gas are you not allowed to say excuse me nope nobody says anything if that acts if that they notice oh yeah i mean it 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 has i i will tell you i was in a uh, on a summer course and people were meditating and you know there's like a couple hundred people in in the room and somebody at one end of the room farted i mean you could just hear a and then somebody at the other end of the room like that did that and you could just feel the tension go throughout the whole meditation hall and then suddenly somebody went <clears throat> you know try not to laugh right <clears throat> and then boom like the whole hall erupted in this raucous 
hilarious. I mean, people were falling over. Uh, and the, you know, the teacher who's in the front, I'm sure she wanted to, uh, Lolly Pratt was the teacher who's no longer alive, but she was a great teacher. She, she was very stern, you know, <laughs> be serious. This is serious time. She, she like a teacher in a classroom telling everybody to knock it off and get back to the history books. Right. Uh, but it was, uh, you know, that's their job is to try to help maintain that cohesion. Uh, but, yep, we all, the whole course fell apart on that, on that moment. <laughs> I, I, can, I can just only imagine. But at the end of the day, you got a lot out of these 10-day uh, silent uh, uh, vigils or, or meditation. Yeah, because, you know, one of the things that's, that, that is true for, I bet, every single person here especially in this day and age is we are bombarded, just bombarded with information all the time. We have music, we have Pandora, we have CNN, we have this. And, and you really can't figure out what's going on when all this volume is going on. It's, it's, it's like coming in. It's like we live in a room with really, really bright light. It is so bright that you can't tell one color from another. The light is just blinding you because it's so incredibly blue. It's like, you know, when you look at a headlight and at night and then you look away, it's hard to see what's going on. That's the kind of life that we live with all of this information. And, and the silence pulls that away so that you can really do some work on the really crazy stuff, which is the voice in your head that says you can do this or you should do that, or that should be this way or this one. And the voice in your head that says, everything will be great once this happens. If only my wife would do this, my husband would do that, my kid will do this. When I have this degree, everything will be great. When I move to Florida, everything will be great because I hate Seattle. I mean, whatever the thing is that's going through your head is it gives you a chance to work on that, which we don't work on because we're blinded by information all the time. So you can actually then sit down and talk to yourself in a meaningful way and just kind of relax and be and, and to clear your head so that, because we do have voices that come to us from somewhere else. Yeah. 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 Yeah, We do. And so you can allow that to come through and get the, the, all, all the dribble and the noise to stop a little bit. Right. Right. And the, and, the, and the real piece with that voice in our head is not even to debate it. Because if we debate it, we're just playing on the field that the voice in our head is playing on. And the real focus is to basically, you know, just be there with the voice on your, in your head and ignore it. And just let it be. And then what happens like, you know, a spoiled kid in Walmart screaming and having a temper tantrum on the floor. If you did what my mother did when I was young and walk around the aisle and just leave me there, I'm going to stop crying and be like, where'd you go? And go find her, you know? And so the voice in our head who is getting really pushy and having temper tantrums when it's not getting fed with a debate or this or that just quiets down. And, and I really, yes, and I really love that you invoked the gospel according to Paul McCartney. <laughs> what And what is that? Let it be. Let it be. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
at, at, for those of you, all right, for those of you under 40, Paul McCartney was a Beatle. He was, he was in a rock band in the 60s, and they created a song called Let It Be. And uh, you recently may have saw it in the, in the um, documentary that uh, uh, Peter Jackson did. And do you have- Watch the documentary. Podcast? You'll get the whole feel for it. Exactly. Do you have bells in the background? <laughs> right. Yeah, I do have bells in the background. Did you just hear it? I did. <laughs> so, but in, in any event, let's talk about the book that you got coming out because I know you're doing a lot of research on it and stuff. What are the eight? Uh, I, I I was going to say pillars, but that's not right. So the 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 precepts are precepts. basic. The precepts are to you know are all about things that you're abstaining from so you're abstaining from telling lies you're abstaining from killing you're abstaining from sexual misconduct you're abstaining from um but there's a piece that's that is about abstaining from bodily decorations adornments and dancing um, which I think actually is the most important precept in the of all of them. I mean, the, I think that the other ones are, are important, but I think that one, especially now, is 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 such a core piece for us here in the West. Because um, so, and it's all written in that same light: abstain from this, abstain from that, abstain from this, and it doesn't really give you anything. Like someone says, "What is? What do you mean bodily decorations? You mean tattoos? You mean?" deodorant what does that i don't know what that means uh and so i explore what those pieces are and why they're important i was just thinking to myself that some of these um are easier to do than others for instance i'm pretty sure matter of fact i'm darn sure i've never killed anybody i'm really pretty sure that at my tender age that i'm not going to be killing anybody anytime soon however there's another one that said i shall not lie or now that is something that that might that's a whole lot easier to lie than it is to kill somebody exactly and that, and that is maybe something that that we tend to fudge a little bit more because it's like mm -hmm. well i didn't it was just a white lie i had an argument with somebody about that i said you know if you're lying you're lying and if you know <laughs> you're lying you know you're lying so but it was just a little white lie and i didn't mean you know anything it's like white lies turn into big lies um and they keep growing I, I i give you an example if your wife comes to you and says do i look fat in this uh pair of pants and you say uh no honey you look great and then she goes out and her girlfriend says man do you look fat in that pair of pants you're gonna get caught in that lie and it's not gonna be good for you no it is not no it is not and you said the you hit it right there kevin when you said that these small things lead to bigger things and bigger things and bigger things so it's not like the 10 commandments type of thing it's about being vigilant on these smaller things these smaller issues that really are seeds you know an oak tree does not start off as an oak tree it starts off as a seed Right. And then and it grows from there. It has to be nurtured and it has to be watered and it has to be developed and protected. So birds don't trample over it or cows don't trample over it and birds don't eat it. And and so the these seeds kind of fill up in our lives till we are like way off our path and not doing the things we need to do and want to do. We're not honoring our true selves. We're not honoring, you know, what's right for ourselves and other people. You know, and that lying thing can really come back to bite you because it may start out by you saying, I make more than I 
really make and the, you know which might in your mind prove to not be very important that but i'm just using it for my ego's sake and you go from i make more than i than i think then then i i make more than i actually make so that you'll think better of me to no i didn't lose the election wait a minute we went down a long <laughs> Uh, yeah, see, and, and ultimately that Pete, when you think about when, when if you if you're trying to protect yourself, whether it's saying I didn't lose the election, or whether it's saying I make more than you, or whether it, whether you're fabricating some existence on credit that everybody thinks that you know this is who you are. You're not lying and telling people you're rich, but you're you know maxed out on all of your cards and living this life that's not really accurate who you are. I mean, what's driving that? The piece that's driving that is you are in so unhappy with who you are and what you're dealt with in life that you're just full of misery. And so your only way to address the misery is to create this fabrication that you've won the election or you've got a mansion and three boats or whatever it is. Uh, and, and ultimately the root is this piece of unhappiness because you're just grasping for something to make things better for yourself and that never ever 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 works and you're even lying about the fact that you're miserable oh no i'm fine everything's yes good. you're right I, but in, in fact you're miserable you know you're miserable but you don't want to tell anybody you're miserable right right because um, they may then turn around and say hey i love you why are you miserable and uh you know and then you have to explain yourself and nobody wants to go down that road or so it seems. Now you're a coach. Do you have a lot of people that don't want to go down that road or do you drag them down that road? Sometimes we drive them down that road. It depends on, on, on where they're struggling or where things are blocked. You know, we live in a society where people don't like to talk about this stuff. We talked about it at one time, like, and, and, and part of me feels really bad as a, because of my profession as a coach, because it's been created because our society has really gotten screwed up. You know, when my mom was younger, you know, if there was a problem, you went and you talked to your aunt and you talked to your uncle or you had a conversation at supper and you better be there for this conversation. Or, you know, you came home and the neighbor yelled at you and then, you know, you came home and told your mom and dad that the neighbor yelled at you and then your mom and dad yelled at you because the neighbor yelled at you. It was just a whole different world you must and have done something wrong to get the neighbor to yell at you. yes it, people were the community was such a resource you didn't have coaches 100 100 years ago counselors therapists psychiatrists social work you didn't have there were none of those people there might have been a couple but i mean it was really a piece for the rich and famous now there's counselors everywhere and everybody's talking about their mental health issues. And, you know, where did that come from? I mean, they came from the fact that, you know, the supports that we had in the world have all been eroded. And now I'm taking the place of somebody's aunt. Or and trusted I, you know, advisor or friend. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a big shift and it's unfortunate. You know, you know, what really is sad that I see all the time is that most people don't have very many friends. Um, they don't. They, their sphere of influence is down to what three to five people, maybe. Right, and and they measure their they measure their popularity and source by and by, they source it out to how many likes they get on Facebook. 
or TikTok, right? And look how happy I am. And everybody likes me. Look at, I mean, you look at, just you just go to look at Facebook, right? If, if For those of you that are on there, just if you can just step back. And even if you love Facebook and you're on there all the time, you know, you have one of two types of things. Everybody posts how perfect their life is. You know, they take 800 pictures on their vacation with their smartphone and they post the 10 best photos from there. They don't post the pictures of the car overheating. They don't post the pictures of the lost. They don't post any of that stuff. It's my magical, perfect vacation. It's just like saying, right, it's my magic. I won the election and um, my my life's perfect on Facebook. Then the other thing that you see people do is way on the other opposite end of the extreme where they're just fishing for for support because they're so miserable. So they write something like, I just don't think I can take it anymore. Or I feel so alone. Nobody loves me. And then they get like a bunch of people that are like, I love you. I'm sending you hugs. I'm, I'm, I'm sending you here in my thoughts and prayers and all this other horse stuff that um, I caught it because we're on. Eric, thank you for that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) We have a second, second delay, but. And, and by the way, just a real, a real quick story. I a while back on KKNW, I did a music show, and it was live, and I did some live stuff with some musicians. I may be the only host on KKNW that actually ran through the seven second delay. <laughs> this, 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 there was a particular guy; he had an affinity for the F word, and so the the uh, the poor uh, uh, the way seven second delay works is that if you say a bad word. He hits the button, and that takes that little snippet out, and now you have a six-second delay. And then another one, (laughs) then you got a five-second delay and a four-second delay. And so this guy said the F word so much that they ran out of delay, and the board op said, sorry, I've got to terminate the show. Click. Because it's a big deal if you have FCC violations and all that kind of stuff. Right. So thank you for that. It was a close call. But luckily, I've spent many, many, many days in complete silence so I can catch myself when I do those things. (laughs) Do you find now that's 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 a really good point, though. Do you find that because you've spent time doing that and it's it's a skill that you've learned that you are much more reflective in the things that you say before they come out of your mouth? I am. I think that's absolutely correct, especially when I'm talking to you on this show. I have to be really mindful because I don't know what piece we're going to talk about or what question you're going to ask me and so you know i am on top of my game when i'm on this show with you it is, it is more fun than i can tell you that i get because it's <laughs> somebody who's as well versed as you and by the way if you don't know who g scott graham is go to your website which is gscottgraham.com how hey now that's complicated that's complicated. Easy find that easy easy find that piece, and I and and you'll see all the different things that I'm working on and doing, and yeah. And I love that. I love the. He's written like 16 books, and they're all on different topics, and it's it's like something that will pique your interest, and you'll say, "I'm going to write about that." And so you study on all about it, and then you write about it, and then you put out the book, and then you're on to something else. Yeah. I discovered the word that some in the in the past month I've started a little podcast. Oh, very nice. Yeah. And 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 so people have been writing me to get on the podcast. And this one person wrote me this really it was like it was 
it was like he pulled a, thes- a thesaurus and had every took a very simple words and made them really huge. Went and looked for the longest word in the for a synonym for that word. I had to read the email that I got from him three times, and he he identified himself as a polymath, and I'm like. What is that? So, so, I mean, he used so many words, I had to look them up. And polymath was one of the words that I had to look up. And I realized I'm a polymath. <laughs> remember, my, remember, I told you my friend said I was a placenta of information. We talked about that on one show. Yeah. And uh, I've discovered that I'm not a placenta, I'm a polymath. And a polymath is basically a person who knows a lot about us, different stuff in lots of different areas. And has a lot of different interests. By the way, our guest has been G. Scott, G. Scott Graham, and and sadly because he hasn't invited me onto his podcast yet, we're gonna. I'm gonna, but I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'll invite you right after the show. You can. <laughs> perfect, perfect. I, I I just solicited my way onto your show. That's that's you not did. very good. So that was skillful. But, <laughs> Anyway, go to his website. He's got lots of stuff. We've got lots more to talk about. I want to finish up with the eight, uh, whatever it is you call them, um, and uh, to, to talk about that a little bit more because that's that really is interesting for me because I think it's I think it's really is a important part of our times today that I call it authentic grit, which is something that I'm working on, which is um, leading your life in a positive way that has a lot of grit to it because you're not going to accept anything else. Um, oh, that's a great philosophy. Isn't, isn't that cool? I, I made that up all by myself, kind of, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is no such thing as that. But, but in any event, we need to take a commercial break real quick. Can I, can that way you can have a, you know, you can have a sip of tea or something. I will. And the yes. people that are driving can like, you know, turn their air conditioners up. I don't know if it's hot in Seattle right now, but. It is 77 and sunny, oh, which is gorgeous. for us is like as hot as it gets pretty much. <laughs> that's gorgeous. Yes, indeed. Anyway, we'll be right back. We need to take the break and uh, we'll be back in like two minutes. So don't you go away, please. And if you're sitting in your car, just turn on your air conditioning and enjoy the show. We'll be right back. Do you believe in the combination of brain work and spirituality? Her grace and sense of humor have made Allison Roberts highly sought after. She's a cognitive behavioral expert with natural intuition. Allison has guided thousands of people all over the world to find their internal power. Visit A-L-L-Y-S-O-N-R-O-B-E-R-T-S.com for your free guided meditation today. My name is Kevin McDonald, and I created Positive Talk Radio on KKNW 1150 AM. And if you like what we're doing here, evolving ideas one conversation at a time, we have so much more to offer you on PositiveTalkRadio.net. Over 160 podcasts and growing great positive guests and many thoughts and ideas designed to help you and your family live life just a little bit better. You can even contribute to our work by becoming a member and receiving lots of cool stuff. Please check it out. I created PTR because now's the time for positive change and nothing else matters. Again, visit PositiveTalkRadio.net and thanks for listening. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can 
with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. Now through New Year's Eve, here's your exclusive bonus for being our appreciated listener. Type in promo code Positive Talk Radio at checkout to receive $20 off your order. Our gift to you for being here with us today. AnaturalDesign.com Have you ever said, how did I do this again? Want to create your own powerful life? Well, Allison Roberts can help resolve the issues that keep repeating by creating a new outcome. She is one of the top 100 coaches in the world and will help you achieve your dreams. Email her at allison at allisonroberts.com or visit allisonroberts.com and receive a free guided meditation and discover all of her ongoing programs and events. And welcome back, everybody, to Positive Talk Radio. It's a Wednesday afternoon. We've got a great a great guest. He's an author. He's a coach. He's a really cool dude. And his name is uh, his Scott. Name is Scott. <laughs> Which his is my name is Scott. How could I forget that? Um, in any event, uh, Scott, I got to ask you because you've been doing you're writing you're in the middle of writing a book, um, and a lot of it is got the uh, and I keep wanting to say pillars, but it's not pillars. It is precepts, precepts, precepts of of really how you can live life a little bit better. And I I wanted to follow up on the one that that has me flummoxed the most, which is why do people lie? What is the point? I don't understand it. I don't lie. I try very hard not to lie. But what is the point? Why do people do it? Well, think about that for a second. It's, it's people lie to protect themselves, protect their ego, protect others. Um, avoid consequences. And it really comes down that, that one of the reasons that telling lies is one of the precepts is because we that becomes a pivotal point for the two things that cause us misery, which is attraction and chasing after things and aversion or pushing away things. We use lies when we don't want something bad to happen and we use lies when we're hoping that something good will happen it becomes our strategy to make things um work out for ourselves uh and and that's really why that's a core precept um to practice in our lives because it protects us or it insulates us from those pieces and it keeps us from looking at those the issues isn't really lying or the issue really isn't lying i should say the issue is the fact that we're grasping things trying to hold on to things or we're pushing things away trying to get rid of things what is it that prevents us from rather than lying do what we say we're going to do and do it to the best of our ability why don't we do that man that's a million dollar question. I think that, uh, you know, lots of people. I have people... never seen that million dollars. <laughs> I'll send you the check after the show. <laughs> Thank you very much. It reminds me of the story of the, of the guy who said, I want to take all my money with me. And uh, so he died and in, in, in his coffin, his wife wrote him a check. There you go. I mean, think, now speaking of your wife. So when your wife wore those fat pants and yes. you told her she looked good. It's like, why did you say that she, I know you didn't tell that she looked good. It was just an example because, you know, uh, but. Why do you think, if why you, do you think I'm divorced? <laughs> uh, so see, 
you <laughs> I see I'm all flummoxed. I'm all turning red <laughs> for the folks that are not seeing this on video. Um, but the, you think about that example where you turn to somebody and they're wearing something god awful and you say, oh, that's beautiful. Well, what are you what are you doing that for? You, there's a there's a motivation behind that white lie to protect that person or to avoid an uncomfortable situation. And and so that is the driver of these pieces. We're trying to protect ourselves. We're trying to insulate ourselves. We're trying to go after something. We're trying to convince ourselves we still won the election because any other viewpoint outside of that is just too painful to, to swallow. It, make, it, make, right. it makes it really, really tough. Um, so what of all the eight precepts, which is to you is the most um, important? I kind of mentioned this earlier, and that is the abstaining from sensual entertainment and bodily decorations. Um, oh, those are, those are two in the same? Those, 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 that's the those, same yes. So those, so those eight precepts are to abstain excuse me, to abstain from killing, abstain from stealing, abstain from sexual indiscretions, abstain from telling lies, abstain from intoxicating drugs and drinks, um, abstaining from eating afternoon, abstaining from bodily um, beautifying the body and sensual entertainment. And the last one is abstaining from sleeping in luxurious, comfy, cozy beds. So in other words, you're not going to have any fun at all. Well, I, you know, you are going to have fun. <laughs> that's okay. see, that's that's the driver. You just hit it right there because the driver is that we're grasping to have these fun things. It's like it's like the, the it, it's really clear when we think of like people who have cocktails after work because they're so stressed and they want to unwind or they smoke a little pot, or they do a little of this, or they have, you know, they're stressed out and they have some cigarettes. They're really using that as a tool to escape from what they're doing. Um, they're pushing the negative stuff away, or they're off doing something and they want to really have a good time. So they make it They're after a better time, because this time isn't good enough. And it will be better after I've had a couple of gin and tonics. Um, and a couple of hits off a bong, it'll be much better. So they're chasing after something. And the same thing happens, you know, can happen with sex. And the same thing happens with, you know, how we, I mean, we are, we just finished with Amazon Prime Day, right? All selling stuff, stuff. So who is it that, that said, you know, we, we spend we, we go into debt buying things we don't need to impress people we don't like, right? That's George Amazon Prime Day. Right? <laughs> and yep. Uh... Yep. George Carlin wrote a skit about stuff. He said, we got to buy stuff because we got to be have more stuff than our neighbor. And then we got to buy a bigger house to put our stuff in. Right, right. And the core of that, remember I was talking about seeds earlier and the trees, the, the source of that seed that, or that grows into this having the bigger house and all these other things comes with, well, we got to have this on, we have to wear these clothes or this clothes or that clothes. You know, there was a time in America, like 100 years ago, where everybody wore God, what we would look at and say God awful, everyone was dressed in brown frumpy clothes. Yep. All the time. 
that that's the way it was. You just were, were brown, frumpy, horrible clothes. And then suddenly these marketers got out there and it was like, oh, no, you have to wear this because you want to express your identity, your individuality, your personality, your femininity, your masculinity, and on and on and on and on and it went. Um, and, and that's the world we live in now where we're, we are told that this is the way that we have to be, or this is the way that we will be. And when we're this way, we will be happy. And we, and the truth is you won't be, you won't be, but you don't, the, the insidious thing about that is Scott, is that you don't realize that until it's way too late. You've already gone down that rabbit hole so far that, but by the time you figure out, I should, I've got everything that I said I wanted. I should now be happy. I'll give you an example. I grew up in my brother's pants. Mm-hmm. Because I had hand, he was eighteen months older than me. I had hand me downs for my entire youth, um, and in those days, that's just what you did. Now no, that won't fly. You can't do that anymore to a kid. No, no. You're talking to the choir here because um, I'm 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 wearing a different colored shirt for the first time in four <laughs> days. I, well, I, I have the same black shirt, but since I'm in, I'm not in the studio and I can't be offensive to anybody, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Right. Right. Yeah, we get wrapped up into, you know, it's on a show that um, uh, uh, for Gay Pride Month talking about uh, the gay community. And I said to somebody, I said, you know, gay pride is just appalling to me. It is just appalling it never used to be appalling uh it was it was truly about celebrating who you are but now everybody and their brother you know after you know it's it's like they serve green beer on saint patrick's day even though no self-respecting irish person would ever drink green beer and then they will move over to cinco de mayo and once the mexican and spanish stuff and tacos and tortillas are put away they pull out all the gay pride flags because that's what you're supposed to do now you can get gay pride vodka do you do you know that you can get what the hell does somebody have to do with gay pride vodka Oh, oh is that did that, did that just give me a bleep? Because I said the H word. No, but, no. Right. Uh, double A, double E, double, or H-E double hockey sticks is okay. Okay. So, yeah, gay pride vodka. I've I mean, what does that have to do with it? Oh, my gosh. Google it. If you're, if you're driving down the road and you're stuck in traffic, well, not if you're driving down the road. If you're stuck in traffic, get out your, your smartphone and type in gay pride vodka. You will be horrified. And this year... Um, all the marijuana companies are marketing to as part of Gay Pride Month. You can get Gay Pride gummies because, um, you know, that THC is better than the other. T- I mean, and, 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 and the gay community is the most, um, uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? They're, they're, the, they're the most, they're the community that is most likely to get um, addicted. They are the, they, you know, there's the, because of all the tragedies and struggles and things, they are, you know, they've got an open wound that addiction fits in really nice. And so when I see vodka and marijuana and beer being marketed to the gay community um, as part of Gay Pride Month, it is just appalling. It's appalling. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because I've thought that for a long time that the marketing that we all do, uh, as an example, uh, Christmas 
is supposed to be uh, worshiping uh, the birth of Christ. And so where did this Santa Claus come from? And Easter is supposed to be, the, he rose from the dead. Where did the Easter bunny come from? And then you've got, uh, I, I used to hate those holidays like like uh, uh, Valentine's Day. Come on, mm-hmm. I was married for 20 years and I had to come up with something new every year for Valentine's Day. And if I didn't, I was in big trouble with it. With, of course, uh, there, apparently I didn't do it correctly because I'm still in big trouble, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? It's all marketing. It's And it's all, you now have got, Thanksgiving stuff and Christmas stuff coming out before Halloween um, and stuff because it's just, it continues, it continues because it's all about the money. Right. 10 years from now, you're going to see gay pride flags out at Christmas time because <laughs> they're trying to sell it to you for June to get ready for that piece. Yes. Well, you, the gay community has just joined the marketing blitz of America. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's already been tough for, for the gay community. If you pull, if anybody pulls up a gay magazine and look, looks, there's, you know, you're being sold underwear. You're being so, you know, in very dashing dudes that are wearing, you know, next to nothing. So there's the right underwear to wear, the right socks to wear, the right pants to wear, the right cologne to wear, and on and on and on and on and on. Um, and it's, it, it's just a rackety sham. It's just appalling. It's 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 too bad that we had. You know what I would really like? I wish we had a national holiday where everybody stayed home and was with your family. That it wasn't like uh, like on Thanksgiving now. Uh, some stores are opening up at ten o'clock at night on Thanksgiving so that they can beat uh, everybody else into Black Friday, which is the next day, right. And, right. and stuff like that. But we done. There's not one holiday where we where we all say we're going to stay home and we're going to hang out with our family today you're right you're right blow up our tvs move to the country eat a lot of peaches like the song goes exactly you know and i i really feel sorry for like a professional football player that some of those guys they play on every holiday and uh that, that they're in season four mm-hmm. like, like uh um thanksgiving there are three games on thanksgiving so that the rest of us can sit there but they're people too Right, right. No, I mean, we're, we're, it is this focus of like consumer and get this, right? I mean, think about Thanksgiving, right? What we're, what are we doing there? We're going out to get the stuff because if we get the right television at the right price, we will be happy. Just, you know, it's the same thing that Amazon's, you know, feeds us for Prime Day, you know? Exactly. And, and now I don't know about you, but I've become a bit of a minimalist. Um, if I haven't used it in the last six months, I don't need it. That is a great story. I have a friend, uh, who, who is going through like boxes of stuff. And I said, just put it away in the garage in a box. And if you haven't gone to get it in six months, then you know, you don't need it or it's not important or it's whether it's, whether it's stuff that you need or papers that you need to sort and file, just put them all in the box. And if you're like, Oh, I don't need that. Where is that? Six months later, you can throw it all away. Because it's just not important. And it's a freeing experience to be able to do that. Yeah, I know. I'm fine wearing one red shirt. It's my listeners and and podcast viewers that aren't fine with me wearing a red shirt. Okay, so I got to ask you, though, because you're doing a podcast now. How do you like doing one? 
I really, it's really fun. They're really brief. It's really, they're really, it's not like your podcasts. It's not as, they're very brief. It's, it's five minutes long. People answer a very specific question, almost like the question that you posed about your philosophy for life. It's like, what do you do to live your true azimuth? Tell a time that you followed your direction, even though everybody was telling you to go this way. So it's a, it's kind of an inspirational focus where people were saying, go to the left, but by God, you knew you needed to go to the right. So you went to the right. And And, yes. Yeah. That's what it's about. A little five minute blurb every now and then to inspire people to follow their truth. Describe Asmith. 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 I can't even say it. Describe Uh, it. Eric's bleeping you out because you keep saying that word now. (laughs) We're running out of seven. Asmith. Asmith. Describe. So, So azimuth refers to all the points on the compass. So there's 306. We'll do a math class because I'm a polymath. It's 360 degrees in a circle. And so you can go on an azimuth of zero, which is heading towards the north. If you go on an azimuth of 90 degrees, that's heading towards the east. And if you go on an azimuth of 180 degrees, that's directly south. 270 degrees is directly west. But, but around the world, compasses don't point to the north. They point to a big magnetic deposit somewhere up in the North Pole that throws off the compass. So you have to adjust the compass so it's pointing in the correct direction and take an account of that magnetic ore, which is different wherever you're at on the planet. The adjustment in Boston is different than the adjustment in Seattle because you're at different perspectives around that magnetic point that's pulling that compass in. So the, my whole point around this podcast is that we all have these magnetic pulls in our life. They could be our church. They could be our family. They could be our father, our mother. They could be our schooling. They could be our community. It could be that voice in your head that's saying things to you that you would never let anybody else in the world say to you. Those are all things that shift us away from where we really want to go. And so you not only want to figure out what direction you want to go, but get rid of all that other schlock. So you are truly going in that direction. And believe in who you are and what you're guided to do. Exactly. Exactly. So many people do not believe in who they are. And where does that come from? It comes from everybody around us telling us a bunch of, and who I <laughs> Eric's like oh, another one. <laughs> he's he's wandering over by the dump button just to be sure. But but we do that. We we, we are all uh Huey Meisters because we spend a lot of time talking to ourselves differently than 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 it's not it's counterproductive to talk to ourselves the way we talk to ourselves, don't you think? Oh man. We would never, you people out there know this voice in your head. I'm going to ask you this question. I'm just going to ask, you don't have to call in. You don't have to text me. You just answer this question to, your, to yourself right now. Think about the things that the voice in your head says to you. Would you ever let anybody else on this planet talk to you that way? Yes or no? That's the question. And the answer is probably 
no, we, I would never let anybody talk to say the things that that voice says to me. Yeah. And, and then we honestly then believe that voice that has no basis in reality because it's, it's like, I think we've said it to you if, um, and, uh, I, and I'll just repeat it here just real quick. You don't know what your backside looks like. That's absolutely true. You can look in a mirror at your backside, but that's not how your backside actually looks because it's backwards. So you really don't know what you look like and you don't really, so you're not in a position, even though you own it, you're not in a position to make a judgment about it because you've never seen it. Right. Yeah. I can't believe I said that. That actually made sense. That's pretty good. That was very skillful. You should, be, you should you should have a podcast. I would, love, I would love to have that in a radio show. As a matter of fact, if you go to positivetalkradio.net, you can find, and you know, I had said, said in the commercial that I had 160 episodes. Now I have 190. And so it's, it's, it's growing and I've got 500 on another channel and, and stuff. So it's, I've got 600 and almost 700 podcasts up. You do. So, Yes, indeed. And, and, and G. Scott Graham has been our guest. Go to gscottgram.com. Find out all of his information. Buy his books. They really are good. They're terrific. We've just got two minutes left, and so I want to give you the opportunity for the audience that's listening now in their car sweating in Seattle and the audience that's going to listen around the world when we make a podcast out of this. Give us some nuggets, some, something from you that, may, that they can carry with them. I will give you something from Marianne, who's listening live in L.A. right now, and she is beyond inspirational because she wants to be a court reporter, and she has been working to pass the stenographer's test, this little thing that you do at court, over and over. She is not letting her ups and downs around that dissuade her. And so if there's people out there that are struggling with following through with what you really want to do, don't give up ever, 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 ever be like Marianne because it's what's life. If you're not, if you're not working to make yourself better. And Bula. Thank you. That's I did that. And I did it under time. The last time I was here, I went over, you were like, Shut up! <laughs> no, you did awesomely well. And, and the fact of the matter is that's what I call authentic grit is that you believe in who you are. And you're not going to accept anything other than excellence, whatever that excellence looks like for you. And if you can do that and do it with kindness and love in your heart and take care of the people around you and be giving, and then you can have, in my opinion, correct me if I'm wrong, Scott, you can have a hell of a life. You can't. You just described Marianne to a T. That well and that so Marianne, congratulations! You are my today's authentic grit award winner. There we go. Yes. So thank you so much, and 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 Scott, I got to tell you, I I really enjoy our talks, and and they're they're a lot of fun. I hope that everybody's enjoyed talking to you today through me, and and listen to or go to uh, uh, G Scott Graham gscottgram.com to find out more information about him. Thank you, sir. It's been Thank a you. pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, always. And by the way, take care of each other and be kind because you know what? Each other's all we got. Take care. And we'll see you on Friday with Matthew Stapley, the psychic medium. 